Welcome to another episode of Talking Nerdy in the Bedroom with me. It's me again, just KJ. Corey potentially had COVID. Now it's looking like he doesn't have COVID, but he was exposed to COVID. Mike didn't want any part of that. So it's just me. It's just me this week. And I actually waited till Sunday. So this will be a day, day before we release this episode to actually record this one because I had an idea. And then when talking to Corey about my idea, he wanted to talk about it. So I figured I would postpone that idea, which will come eventually. We'll get there. But uh, with this week being the four games before the conference finals for football made me start thinking about uh, football movies and football TV shows, but mostly football movies. Um, As I start this, we've just finished all the games this weekend where we have the Chiefs that will take on the Bengals next week. And we've also got the 49ers who just beat the Dallas Cowboys as of a few minutes ago. Uh, We'll take on the Eagles, and yeah, then the winning teams of those will go on to Super Bowl. But it kind of put me, this whole weekend put me in a bit of a football mood, and I've actually watched a couple football movies this weekend, so everything is kind of lined up to be talking about football, just football in general. So let's first talk uh, about one of the best football movies of all time, if you ask most any guy, maybe everybody, but most any guy, it's Rudy. Rudy is one of those movies that is going to stand the test of time about an underdog uh, that actually got his chance to actually play uh, one down in a football game, even though it was too small. It's it's a fantastic movie, and it's also uh, Sean Astin, who is just fantastic. Obviously, you should know him from Lord of the Rings. He was in Stranger Things, but it, it's just like a pinnacle football movie that's one of the best. It's not my favorite. We'll get to my favorite in a second. But it's in my top three of football movies. It's just so well done. And it, the the story, the premise, everything is super good. Even though the movie came out, I think it was like early 90s. It, if you watch it today, it's still great. Everything holds up. The acting, it it's phenomenal. And it's one of those movies, too. If you ever want to get some type of motivation to never give up, this is one of those. Now, you could always look at it in the cynical perspective and realize that he only played one play and it wasn't exactly meaningful. But the fact that he was able to play at all is kind of one of those movie things that gives you hope. And most football movies kind of have that where they give you this whole um, experience where you're kind of supposed to be rooting for like, usually and it's an underdog situation um, so that you can really give yourself to the movie and try to put yourself in that person's shoes and be like, ah, I should really work hard like them. Or if that was me, I'd really like to play that one down in this case. But it's just one of those movies that is going to probably forever be known as the best football movie. Now, if we talk about my favorite football movie, we we go to a movie that I'm not sure is in a lot of people's top whatever. But for me, it's one of my favorite which is Remember the Titans, with Denzel Washington. Um, you've got Hayden Penetary when she was just like, I don't know, I don't know, 10, 12, 14? I don't know. She's a, basically a child in this thing. It's Will Patton. It's Donald Faison. Donald Faison is great in Scrubs um, as Turk. So if you don't know the name, hopefully you know who Turk is. There, There's just so many other characters that are great in this, especially like, 
uh, Julius Campo, who's Wood Harris, who hopefully, if you've ever seen The Wire, also a phenomenal show. Maybe a show I'll get to down the road as like one of our one of my favorites. But he he's great in that. Obviously, Ryan Hurst as um, Bert here. Ryan Hurst also known for uh, playing Opie in Sons of Anarchy. But it's it's just a phenomenal movie about overcoming uh, racism once a school changes from an all white school to a a mixed school, and then a different coach coming in who's Denzel Washington, who then takes over the job of um, Will Patton, and then they end up working together. And for whatever reason, this movie for me has just always been that movie. Anytime I want to watch a feel good type of movie, it, it's that one because it's got. It's got not so much action unless you consider football action, but it's it's got comedy, it's got heart. Um, the acting in it for me is great. Like I'm, others may say it's not great, but the it for me it just lasts. I don't know if it's because I was a kid, but I, I literally just watched it today uh, before football started, and it still still holds up. Still great. It's got Ryan Gosling in it. It's also got that. That bigger guy in it, I can't remember his name. He was in Boy Meets World, he was in American History X, and now he's super jacked, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, so it's a great movie uh, with them coming together and then being undefeated, going into like the state championships, but then losing the national championships after the movie ends. But it's based on a true story, and there's there's a lot of those where you're talking about football where things are based on a true story, and I'm sure they exaggerate us. But for whatever reason, this one worked for me. It was just great, and obviously Denzel is mostly perfect in everything that he's in, but this is one of those that's always going to be my... It's probably in my top five favorite movies of all time. It's that good for me. Um... Next, uh, I want to talk about, I think, the first football movie I ever saw, which I have not seen in a while. I don't know if it still holds up, but it's actually, I think, a Disney movie from way back when, which was The Little Giants, where you had Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill playing brothers who were coaches, and it was so good. It was top-tier 1990s kid comedy that just, it had like every trope that you would want back then when you're a kid, when you don't really know what those are. It, it had the love interest, it had the action, it had the humor. It, it was just everything. Like that movie to me is a movie that made me want to laugh at movie theaters and not just be entertained. It's a movie that made me want to care about the characters because they introduce the daughter of um, of the coach who plays football then becomes a cheerleader for a second and then goes back to football. Oh, it's just everything about that movie is has no right to be uh, as good as it is. It's also got um, Devon Sawa. I, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I'm probably butchering it, but he's the guy from Final Destination. And I think it's the first movie that I remember him in. Maybe he was also in, um, God, I want to say, uh, Casper, but I don't remember if Casper was before Little Giants or not. I don't think so. I think Little Little Giants was first, and I think it's the first time that I saw him, and he's great in it. Um, obviously, the, the girl, 
uh, Icebox, I think was her nickname. She's she's fantastic. The whole movie premise of coaching two teams against one another that are have the sibling rivalry and then there could only be one team for the town if i'm remembering the premise right oh it's just it's so good it's a it's like the land of misfits type of team versus like the all pro team and that's that's a very common theme for football movies we'll get into another one that i just watched recently which is the longest yard the the newer one the one with adam sandler and all bunch of wwe wrestlers too like Goldberg, Bob Sapp, um, the Great Collie, bunch of them. But then obviously we have Nellie's in it. I for some reason, <laughs> Joey Diaz, the comedian, is in it. Oh, it's just got a cast of characters that's so funny. Stone Cold, uh, Kevin Nash are also in it. It it's just one of those movies that is going to make you laugh. Adam Sandler isn't has a lot of bad movies, but he has a lot of amazing movies too. With Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, Waterboy, which is another football movie that I'll get to in a second. But this is one of the ones that it was just it was really good. And I never watched the original, which is probably probably a shame. I've heard nothing but good things about the original, but I, I just never watched it. And I'm pretty sure um, the original ends up having um, the same guy that's in this one. Oh, God, I'm blanking on a name here. I think it's Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it's Burt Reynolds. So Burt Reynolds obviously was in the uh, original movie, and then he comes back and doesn't really, I don't know if he's playing the same character or not, but it's kind of like the same premise of being like a football star and then having to go to uh, jail and then coach a team or play in a team. But it's just one of those movies where the jokes, if you go in knowing you're in not for a serious movie, not for something that's going to overly stimulate your mind. You just know that you're going to go in and laugh at some stupid stuff. Watch some people fake hit each other with uh, the football stunts that they coordinate. It's just a lot of fun. It's usually a lot of laughter. They try to do some heartfelt stuff, especially with Adam Sandler characters and Chris Rock character who ends up dying in the movie. Um, and it's about, again, the team of misfits that eventually comes together. And it's not a cast of characters that you probably would think would come together, especially when you consider a prison aspect of it. But it, it just hits on every level, at least for me. It, it's one of those that if someone was like, hey, let's watch a stupid, dumb movie. And if they said, hey, it should also be football related. That's the movie that I'm going to point to because it's one that I feel like anybody would laugh and enjoy. Moving from that movie, though, let's let's move on to another movie where it's a, a movie with uh, famous actors, but it's about a topic that probably, like, unless you're a diehard football fan or you're in the industry of football, I doubt you necessarily care too much or think it's exciting. So in, I think it's 2014, they did a movie called Draft Day, which was about the NFL draft, which is a huge deal for football fans, a huge deal for any kids that are uh, playing college ball that are looking uh, looking to get drafted. It can literally change a team depending on who they draft. And it, it sounds very interesting, like when I describe it like that, but if you're a layman that doesn't really watch football, it doesn't sound interesting at all. And the way they were able to take this concept 
turn it into a movie, I found way more compelling than it should be. Kevin Costner's great in it as the main character who needs to work on certain trades. Um, it's not a movie I think that I could watch over and over like The Longest Yard or um, Rudy or Remember the Titans, but like a one and done type of movie where you don't leave um, don't leave the couch or at the time, I guess, the movie theater like regretting your choice to see the movie. I don't think I'd see this one in movie theaters, so definitely not a movie theater movie for me. But if I'm sitting at home watching it on my couch, which is where I watched this so many years ago, it, it wasn't a bad watch. It was also somewhat interesting to talk to other people who like football and, and hear their takes on the movie, especially with what they've experienced with watching the drafts as the NFL keeps trying to make it more and more compelling television. Because even though like a lot of major things can happen and change with this uh, with this draft, it's also a very boring experience because they just go up on stage and they're they're announcing their picks. You don't really get the behind the scenes stuff if they're working on trades and if they're working on two or three person trades or are they going to move up and uh, try to get a different draft pick or are they going to draft somebody knowing they're going to trade them afterwards? Like you don't get any of that. And in this movie, you kind of get behind the closed doors and you get to see that aspect of it. So for like a one and done type of movie, it's pretty good. It's something that I would recommend watching. But if you want a movie that you could probably watch multiple times, and it's a movie that's based on a true story, obviously, again, most of these based on truer stories, just not like a shot-for-shot shot remake of people's lives, but The Blind Side. And I'm pretty sure it won a crap ton of awards, but that's Sandra Bullock, it's Michael Orr. Michael Orr, who I don't think has really gone on to do too much after this movie, but Sandra Bullock obviously has continued to do stuff before and after this movie. It ended up being about Michael Orr's career and basically growing up homeless and couch surfing and then this family taking him in and then it goes down an alternate path midway or three quarters of the way through the through the movie about did they have ulterior motives bringing him in so that because of his size because he's huge for being as old as he is at this time because he's in high school did they have ulterior motives to hopefully make him go to the college that they went to, that they support, that they donate money to? Wasn't really expecting it to go that way because that's kind of what actually happened in real life because I didn't know any of the story of Michael Orr. But it's one of those where if you're enjoying the, the movie, it's... Remember the Titans has this whole premise of overcoming racism, not really seeing color, and then... This movie, and that movie's set way in the past, this one is more set in, like, the last 10, 20 years, and it has this tone of racism still in it, and it's about certain people that don't see it, they more see the people that are themselves, not necessarily the color of their skin, and for whatever reason, I seem to really gravitate towards those types of movies of people overcoming it or not seeing it and kind of proving other people ignorant. Maybe it's just because I like to prove people wrong about things. Could be that. But anyway, it, it's a great movie that really could tug on the heartstrings if you have any type of bone in your body that leans that way of thinking about, oh, well, what about overcoming? What about this, that, or the other? 
the, this movie won, I'm pretty sure Sandra Bullock won like Best Actress in this movie. I know it was nominated for Best Picture. It, it won a bunch of other awards, too. I won't get into them, but it, it's one of those movies that's really well done, and it's something that I have probably seen three or four times now. Um, once actually watching it a couple times where it's randomly been on the background when doing something, and then I think I watched it again, uh probably within the last six months or so, just because it's football season and for whatever reason, if I get in a football mood, that's kind of all I want to do. So it's kind of nice that football isn't all year long because there's certain times where you just get in the mood for something and that's all you want. And for me, sometimes football is that. So we've got fantasy football, which there is an episode of the podcast coming up of that in a few weeks. But we've got fantasy football. Then we've got actual football on TV. There's football movies. There's football TV shows. Speaking of football TV shows, not going to get into it here because there are a lot of football TV shows too, but we're going to talk about the movie that probably spawned the best football TV show, which is Friday Night Lights. Now, the movie itself isn't that bad. Like, it's actually a pretty good movie. I hated the ending because the ending of the movie, they lose in the championship game or the game before the championship game. And then the next season, they go undefeated, which it tells you that in like the cards at the end before the credits. And it just felt like a massive letdown that they did all this stuff. They lose. But hey, next year, they win the whole thing and you don't get to see it. Have fun. Leave. Go home now. I I hated that. But the movie up to that point was really good. I know it's also based on some true stuff, but the movie uh, did well enough or at least had enough recognition to then spawn the TV show. And the TV show is one of those that, oh, it's so good. Um, the whole lines from it where you have, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on the coach's name. I'm, I didn't have it up because I definitely wasn't expecting to talk about it. I thought I was just going to talk about the actual uh, movie itself, but it's hard not to talk about the uh, TV show, just it's so damn good. Even though it's almost a little bit like a, a soap opera, it's, it's Eric Taylor is the name of the coach, which is played by Kyle Chandler. And it's it's one of those uh, TV shows that if anybody likes football at all, I highly recommend to watch it. Even though it has a lot of high school drama stuff, everything with Coach Taylor it is just, it, it's great. Like, there's nothing not about this show that is bad. Like, I'm sure if you really dissected it, which I'm sure some people have, they they can pick apart it because it's like a soap opera and things like that. But as you're watching it, you're literally getting invested in every one of these characters. You're very curious of how their life is going to turn out outside of football, not just the football aspect. And it throws some twists and curves in there that are very pulled from a soap opera like cheating on your uh best friend or excuse me cheating on your boyfriend with his best friend while he just is paralyzed within like the first or second episode I think yeah that's a little bit that's a little bit rough <laughs> if you're trying to take the show seriously but once they move on from that and they start like actually developing these characters more especially coach Taylor um especially uh his daughter his wife people that are kind of background characters that then turn into the the characters that you want more than anything to succeed. It, it's just, it's great. Matt 
Matt Sarah or Saren, however you say his last name, is the kid that becomes the quarterback after the main quarterback gets hurt. His whole arc and his story throughout the first few seasons is phenomenal. His growth um, as a character and then becoming a jock. It, it's just really well done. But enough about that TV show. Maybe eventually Corey and I will talk about it because I know he really enjoyed the show too. Um, I know that it ended a little bit abruptly and there was also the writer strike during some of the, the show. But let's get back to regular football movies. So next up is with Marky Mark. You know that guy who's in a bunch of movies. Um, Mark Wahlberg starred in uh, a movie about the Philadelphia Eagles called Invincible, about the Eagles used to hold tryouts for the public, and there was this one guy, Vince Papali, that ended up trying out and actually making the team and made the team for two years, I think, and was a part of the team's success at that point. And it's another one of those feel-good stories where you're kind of rooting for the underdog, who is Vince, who doesn't, who has kind of like a menial job and isn't really having anything going on with his life, and then always was a diehard, passionate Eagles fan, which, by the way, Eagles now one game away from going to the Super Bowl. They go against the Niners, so as a Niners fan, hopefully they lose. But if they win, they've been dominant all year this year. But moving past what's actually happening uh, in real life, this movie puts you in, in the shoes of an Eagle fan, of an Eagle town, Eagle community, where this guy gets a shot to actually play and do stuff. And it, it's one of those movies where if you go into it not liking football, I think you could still enjoy this movie. I don't think you'll enjoy it as much as someone who does like football, and you're definitely not going to enjoy it as somebody who knows the story uh, of Vince Papali, but it, it does give you the sense of um, overcoming the odds. It gives you the sense of somebody, anybody can do anything. You don't. Nobody has to tell you you can't do something. If you put your mind to it, you'll, you'll be able to succeed in some type of way. It might not be the way that you think it is. And, and this is one of those type of stories. Now, obviously, the movie is um, embellished uh, compared to what actually happened with the real Vince Papali for uh, some of his stats and how much of an impact he potentially had on the team. But it's also a, a legendary story for the town of Philly and everything that happened there. All right, so I've been rattling on for 20 or so minutes talking about football movies that I enjoyed. But there are other ones out there that, like, Rolling Stones and IMDb have on their list. So I'm going to go through a few of them um, and just give my quick little takes on them. Like, so one of them is Any Given Sunday. It's not a bad movie. It definitely felt like it was a movie built in the 90s that wouldn't really hold up so much today. And I, I think that you don't really hear too, too much about that movie. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm right in that assessment, but it wasn't a bad movie at all. It just seemed to be very placed in that era. Um, we are Marshall is another good one. That is Matthew McConaughey dealing with everything that happened with that tragic plane, uh, plane crash and trying to overcome that as a team and as a community is, is just yeah, it's it's heart wrenching at times, especially if you understand that it actually happened. Uh, next up is uh, a movie that I meant to talk about, and I actually forgot until right now until I'm seeing it, which is The Water Boy. 
another fantastic slapstick kind of football movie where you have Adam Sandler just going ham playing Bobby Boucher and just killing it in the role and being so stupidly funny and so much stuff happening with Henry Winkler um, and others in the cast that just make you laugh from the start to the finish. Now, again, you've got to like this type of comedy to enjoy this. If you're going for a, like a serious football movie, you're not going to have fun at this. But if you go in knowing what to expect or knowing you're probably going to laugh or knowing that it's going to be a little bit dumbed down humor, you're going to really enjoy this and you're going to probably have a lot of stuff that you can quote later on things that you can make jokes about that you and your other friends that have seen this movie um would be able to understand as an inside joke because i know we've done that before especially when the movie came out less less now because it's been god i don't know 25 years oh i'm old um but it's it's a great movie. It's it's one that everybody should probably see, even if they're not going to really enjoy every little part of it. So uh, next up, I want to talk about a football movie that wasn't a football movie. It was more of a romantic comedy with Tom Cruise, Renee Zellweger, which is Jerry Maguire, which gave us so many lines like you had me at hello show me the money, and it's about an agent of a football, uh, oh, an agent of a football agency that doesn't like the way they're doing things and then wants to do it a bit different and then goes out on his own, but it's so interesting of a movie, like, it's nothing that I think that if I heard the premise of, I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch that, sounds like a romantic comedy, but it, it's just really well done, and there's so many actors in it, like Cuba Gooden Jr., that is so good in his role as being this like diva wide receiver that that wants money, wants to get paid, wants to be respected. But it's also got the the heart of it because you have everything with um, Tom Cruise and Renee's characters, but then also Tom and Cuba and their working relationship and Tom's relationship with his family of wanting to protect him and get him the money, but also. Doing that will make him succeed. It's also got Jay Marr in it, who's, I, I feel like, very underrated for not his comedy, his stand-up comedy is okay, but his acting when they put him in certain roles, like he's also in Scrubs um, for, I think, one episode in the early season, season one or two, and he's fantastic in it. He's He's been in so many other things that I'm just a giant fan of. But anyway, so that's that's another one that it's probably going to stand the test of time just because of the quotes. Um, one of the, my favorite guilty pleasure type of movies for football is probably The Replacement. If you ask any critic, it's probably not a great movie, but it's got Keanu Reeves in it. I mean, how do you go wrong with Keanu Reeves? How do you go wrong with huge uh, Gene Hackman? How do you go wrong with uh, Orlando Jones? It's even got John Favreau in it. It's just about um, the NFL players going on strike. So the NFL brings in uh, replacement players, obviously, hence the name. And again, if you're expecting a serious movie or a serious football type movie, this isn't it for you. Don't watch this. There's a tons of other ones that you should watch. But if you're trying to go into it, I wouldn't call this slapstick comedy, even though it does have some of those elements. But if you're just going in for a, a, a comedy movie, I, I guess it might even be, I mean, 
I don't want to call it a romantic comedy because there is a, like a side love story with Keanu and this waitress slash cheerleader, but I don't even, I can't call it a romantic comedy. Like that's just one little side piece of it. It's mostly just a football comedy movie that, that works with this. Again, as we talked about before, a band of misfits that come together, that's able to put on a show and win some games where nobody gives them a shot. And it's just, it's really fun to watch, and it probably shouldn't be. It's one of those movies that, if you write it down on paper, it's probably not. <laughs> it doesn't sound that good, but it it, it just really is. Uh, another one, uh, I've only watched this one once, and it only came out a couple years ago, which was uh, based on the life of Kurt Warner. It's called American Underdog. It's not bad. Like I know the critics really liked it because of the performances in it. Um, they liked the story of what happened with Kurt Warner. It was it wasn't one of those movies that really made me want to go see it or overly enjoy it. It but it was a decent football movie. It's probably obviously compared to some of these other ones, it's definitely grounded in reality. So if you like the football, especially if you like Kurt Warner, um, that's that's the movie that you'll that you'll go see. Um, we've also got Gridiron Gang, which is the rock coaching kids that are in juvie into um, a football team. And again, that's about overcoming, but less about necessarily race overcoming, but more about what side of the street you live on or what town you live in with gangs and coming together and being teammates rather than care where you live with one another. Like, that's another movie for me about overcoming that always was my go-to type of movie for the the inspiration or the the sentiment behind the movie like the those type of movies are always big for me so they're always gonna be the ones that I mentioned um I I'm going to wrap this up I, I there is one other movie I want to talk about which is probably I know I talked about a potential quintessential 90s movie but literally the quintessential football 90s movie or football movie in general is Varsity Blues. Everybody knows that with James Vanderbeek, with John Voight, with Paul Walker. It is just the everything football movie, especially Texas. Like if you liked Varsity Blues, you're going to like Friday Night Lights, the TV show. And if you liked Friday Night Lights, the movie or TV show, Varsity Blues is right in your wheelhouse. It's it's fantastic. It's got everything. It, it's Got this dynamic with James Vanderbeek and his team, James Vanderbeek and his girlfriend. Um, it's got the dynamic with the coach, which is uh, John Voight. It is so well done about trying to chase perfection, trying to chase a championship, doing whatever it takes, and how seriously some people take the game of football, especially in Texas. And it's one of those movies that just... it. it circles so many things at once uh without meaning to i don't want to necessarily say meaning to because clearly it does but while you're watching it it doesn't feel like it's forcing the comedy down your throat it doesn't feel like it's forcing the dramatic moments down your throat it just all comes together in a nice little um movie experience now again critics probably hate it i think it's a i don't think it's one of the ones that ever be considered certified fresh but it's one of those movies that i feel like kids of my generation that were grew up in or born in the mid to late 80s even early 90s like that's a movie that if you watch you're going to love is it necessarily a hundred percent 
PC. I don't even remember if it has any moments that probably aren't, but it, it definitely probably wouldn't pass the muster today. But it, it also had a bunch of issues with the concussion stuff, a bunch of issues with, which I think they try to show in the movie it isn't okay, but nothing compared to like today's world that we live in where we understand how serious these concussions and everything are. But it, it's just that movie. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to end on that movie in general is Varsity Blues should be a movie that everybody sees. Even if I don't think you're going to like it, I'm going to be like, you'll probably like it. And I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm always going to say, yeah, you should see Varsity Blues. All right. So, yeah, I've been rambling for like 30 or so minutes talking about football movies. There's so many more out there. It's We're heading towards the end of football season. We have one more week of playoffs and then we have one week of the Pro Bowl, and then one week of Super Bowl, and then football's over for six, seven months, however long it is. So as we get closer to the end of it, it just felt like a good time to talk about these, especially with you know a COVID scare with Corey and Mike um, wanting to be extra cautious and not be around anybody that could potentially have COVID. Understandable. So with that in mind, I'm going to close this out next week we should be back all in full force everybody's fine Corey doesn't have covid um and we should hopefully have casey with us which is what we were planning on this past week before the sickness happened but we should be talking about rick and morty which i'm excited for because it's six seasons and then everything that's just going on now with one of the creators which we'll get in during the podcast because there's a lot of shit happening there and i don't know if we're gonna get a season seven because of it so yeah, tune in next week for that.